let's talk about being in our 30s. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Happily Ever Random. I'm Ginny and I'm your host and unfortunately my brother Troy is not here with us this week. He was not able to make it because of personal scheduling, but I am joined by our cousin Freddie. Hello. He what has been on two other episodes with us if y'all have heard them it was the jfk assassination one and the technology dependence one so he is joining me again tonight so thank you for being here thank you for having me all right and also before we get started guys i wanted to let y'all know about this new podcast i found it is called read it and screech it is by grace and her sister that are the hosts and it is a plot summary podcast and for me i'm a i'm an avid reader to begin with so this sound just sounded cool when i first saw it you know absolutely so um it says come sit with us while i give the cliff notes version or excuse me while i give the cliff notes and the cringiest quotes and we go screeching all the way I think a lot of high school kids will really enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really, they're they're very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very comedic show. So I really enjoy that. So check it out if you guys want to. It's on, I, I found it on Spotify. I'm sure it's on other platforms as well. So, but anyways, uh, moving on to tonight, we we're originally scheduled to do the mafia tonight but because of scheduling issues with troy um we are going to do something a little different tonight we've done like conversational episodes in the past with like me and pam did one that was that's our highest rated episode and troy and i have also done a conversational episode just between the siblings like we asked each other questions and it was really cool and then we did one with kenna and maddie and that was fun to get kind of like a teenager's perspective on a bunch of different things. It was really fun. I bet you actually. That was really interesting, man. Yeah. It was yeah. like on social media and dating and, you know, that kind of stuff. So well, it was really cool. Well, they have a different cool. perspective than yeah. what we have because we grew up in that kind of transitional period yeah. between our parents that was more like, hey, we met somebody at the skating rink. And then now yeah. they're like meeting everybody online and we're exactly. like in the middle of that. Exactly. You know? So it was really cool to do that. So. That's cool. But we're going to do one, me and Freddie, we're going to do kind of like a, kind of like a, let's talk about being in our thirties kind of thing. <laughs> you know? I love it how you say um, it like that. Like, cause me and you are three months apart. Yeah, so exactly. we can actually relate. And we, we definitely grew up together. Mm-hmm. Um, your grandfather and my grandmother are brother and sister mm-hmm. and our grandparents, all the, they're, all the siblings are very close. Very close. So. We had a lot of family events all the time, mm-hmm. um, and so we literally grew up together. Mm-hmm. Like we were, we saw each other all the time when we were little, um, and so you know it wasn't like cousins that saw each other once or twice a year. No, it wasn't like a family you know? reunion thing. It was like more <laughs> along the lines of like we'd see each other once every couple of months at least. You know, and at minimum. Yeah, at minimum, it was always at like somebody others. It, somebody else's house it's yeah. like we go over to your grandmother's house yeah and y'all had like all the cool toys you know and like we would like wreck, wreck shop over there and then we go to my grandfather's house and then we'd end up throwing like burning marshmallows yeah. on the roof and stuff yeah. and letting them fall down or like going when we were real little like going to nita's and playing in the sand pit out yep. front mm-hmm. you know so yeah we've grown up together so 
and being so close in age and we have kids that are close in age um your daughter is just a couple years younger than mine yeah so four yeah four so it's like really not so everything you're going through now i've already been through with mine (laughs) man it's it's getting there man i'm telling you it's really good so i thought it'd be kind of fun to just kind of talk a talk about some stuff that you know we live basically you know like us growing kind up. of like the way that you know we've changed as we continue going through our 30s mm-hmm. and how that has impacted the relationships that we've had they're not i don't mean just romantic either just no. you know like the friendships we've had or the family relationships or you know your relationship with your child or whatever the case may be you know did so, you always grow? That's the thing. Yeah. It's like especially with your first child, you know, you grew up together pretty yeah. much. And it's like your cousins are just, you know, that you're gonna know they know your family. You mm-hmm. know, so it's like I get what you're doing going through, you know, you get what mm-hmm. I'm going through because we have the same kind of family. Yeah. And we're always pretty close and you can kinda of lean on each other. Yeah. That's why it's like it's never an awkward thing when any of us get together because we've always been so close to where it's like, Hey man, it's just a you know, it's like my, my other sister kind of yeah. thing. It's like that I don't see you know very as much as my sister's sister but it's honestly yeah. it's about as often so yeah. and serious, that's like. how i've always kind of described you know my three my other three cousins justin aaron and pam mm-hmm. because the six of my grandmother's six grandkids were always with at her house while our parents worked so she basically raised us no offense to our parents mm-hmm. granted but she basically raised us and we were basically raised as siblings yeah as siblings that's why y'all are so close because y'all really are tight-knit we're technically cousins but y'all are more brother and sister you don't see cousins that have the relationship like we do you know you really don't (laughs) no i mean justin's one of my best friends yeah and then you know aaron and aaron you know you're aaron and tracy you know we're always best friends and troy and pam were always best friends always best friends because y'all like pretty much had like boom 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 mm-hmm. you know it's all kind of like that same age kind of mm-hmm. stuff you know and it's yeah. like and so it, it was it's but then you get to see each other move off and do other things yeah. and do all that stuff and you're sad but you're happy yeah. and it's like and that's the part of growing up that we'll really get into because yeah. it's like it changes that dynamic you're not there with each other all the time but and, you're and cheerleader the funny, from afar the funny thing about like changing the dynamic as you grow up is like i said like justin's one of my closest friends Justin's the oldest grand grandkid of my grandmother's. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of in the middle. And so when we were little, like, Justin and I didn't get along. No. no at no. all. Like, Justin did not like me growing up. No, man. <laughs> I was almost scared of him sometimes. <laughs> he was like this older guy, you know, that I was like, well, he's Justin, like this scary teenager. <laughs> well, Justin was just like older. That's the thing. So, because like, I didn't really know how to relate yeah. to Justin either because he was just older than me. But yeah. see, but Justin and Andy were but, about the same age. And then like, I got along yeah. with Andy really well. And Andy kind of taught me a lot of the stuff about yeah. the outdoors and stuff. And then Justin, but Justin was really big into hockey with mm-hmm. you know, his dad Gervis and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And it was just different stuff. Like yeah. we didn't do that yeah. stuff, you know? So it was just, we but were But then our kids, my daughter and their daughter, Maddie have are only two years apart and they grew up together like you and i grew up together Mm -hmm. and they became best friends so i was kind of forced to spend a lot of time with justin (laughs) (laughs) because they were best friends so justin and i just 
organically became, I guess, I don't know if organically is the right word, but just naturally became close because we were spending so much time together. Well, and Jerry too. Yeah, I mean, and his Jerry, wife, of course. Wife, I mean, his yeah. wife is my best friend. Yeah, exactly. But... So it's like, that's how kind of like, and then y'all all got together and it's like, you know, once you have Jerry and then you have Justin and everything bridges the gap and you yeah. get the kids, everything kind of molds yeah. together and pretty easily. it's kind of one of those, it's, it's kind of like that thing that I'm saying, like at the beginning of how, you know, we change as we continue through our thirties and how that impacts our relationships with other people. Like that is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. It it really is, you know, it's like, I remember, you know, when I was in my, it's, it's hard for a kid, you know, you remember whenever you're 17, 18 years old, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden the world says, Hey, you're an adult. Guess what? You know, you figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life at 18 years old. Like, uh, what? And we really thought we were adults at 18. Oh, we really did. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, man, like, like I have no idea what I want to do with the rest of my life. Looking back, I'm like, God, I was stupid. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You know, the self-reflection part is my favorite part, especially, like, in my 30s is the self-reflection oh, I know. part, man. I know. And it's like, and you, you it's just like, look, what was I thinking? You, like, completely facepalm, and you're just like, dude, really? I'm like, what, I did know. I really do all that stuff? I know. I was very wild and crazy kid, just yeah. like you were a wild and crazy yeah. kid, but I was just, like, different. I was always hanging out with my buddies, you know, mm-hmm. doing... You know, going out and partying and stuff like that. Then you move into your, you know, you start having kids. And then you had kids, like, way before I did. I was one of the first grandkids to have kids. Because I was only 21 when my daughter, I was 20 when I got pregnant, 21 when she was born. So you had to grow up way faster than I did. yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, and you understood life way faster than I did Mm -hmm. because you had somebody else that was depending on you. I didn't have uh, my first child until... I was 25 years old, right. you know, but I'm just like the guy that I'm, you know, I'm very, I like to be thought through and I like to do the long-term thing. I've always kind of been that way because my father's got more, he's very thought through and long-term thinking and everything, but there's some things he's very impulsive. So it's like, yeah. I've, I've lived with that and it's like, so I have, I'm kind of the same way too. Yeah. But I plan like I'm a planner. Oh, you know, so am I. Man. I think that comes with being a single parent, though. Yeah. Yeah. And you were a single parent for a while. <laughs> for a little bit, yeah. So I was a single parent for a little less than a year. And so, man, I had to learn how to braid hair. You know, I had yeah. to learn how to get up. And I, I think had... being a planner comes with being a single parent. Yeah, it does. It really makes you and take it, it up a notch. When you're a single parent for so, for as long as I have, mm. I've been, it becomes, you, you almost become OCD about planning. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I do not like... And that's one thing that Jerry and I do not mesh on very well, my best friend, because I am such a planner. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to know, my days have to be planned out. Like, I have to know what my day consists of, where I'm going, who, how I'm getting there, what time I'm supposed to be there, who's going to be there, when I'm going to leave, you know, like. Structure. I have to have a structured day. I have to know what I'm doing. Jerry is and I love her, you know, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing because there's so many people that are like this, but she is a very strictly fly by the seat of my pants kind of person. And <laughs> I, I can't do it. And the only time that I have ever been able to live that way is when I'm, when I would be on vacation up at their house in Lakey or like when we would be camping in Garner with them because you don't have because we didn't to do. have anything to do but go to the river but go to the river yeah so it's kind of like a willing your <laughs> your day is structured and about even then it was feel. hard for me to let go and but be day, that way but your day is structured about what about how you're feeling at that yeah. time it's structured around impulse yeah so it's like you're giving yourself the freedom to have the impulse yeah. you know kind of thing but it's hard for you because 
I don't do this. You know, it's kind of yeah. like, you know, Ricky Bobby, what do I do with my hands? You know, kind of thing. <laughs> it's like that, man, you know? And it's just kind of, it's different. you got to really, and it takes a couple of days to get in that mindset. Yeah. So you got to be there for a couple of days. And it yeah. takes me a couple of days to relax because I'm so go, 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 go yeah, all the time. exactly. That if I'm at one spot... My wife helps me a lot with that because I ha- if I get in the one spot, she, she's just like, hey, look, it, it, it's cool. Just relax. Sit here. Chill. Stop trying enjoy. to make everybody do this and Stop do that. Stop trying to make everybody da, 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 da. happy. Stop trying yeah. to do this. Stop exactly. trying to like schedule all this stuff. Just yes. be. And, I'm like, yeah. and she really helped me understand peace and like seeking peace and just being. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I got you. I don't always have to be doing something. But I get that from my dad too because like he's always going, always yeah. doing something. And that's how I was raised and that's that's how I feel comfortable is always mm-hmm. doing something, you know? Mm-hmm. And just and I feel up my plate because if I'm always doing something by the time I get home, hey, it's time to chow and chill out and watch a ball game with my wife and my kids and then we go do our routines and we go to bed. Yeah. You know, that's everything's about routine. But but like yeah just like you said there but there's still a routine there's still a routine (laughs) even when you get home and you let your guard down and you're relaxing there's still a routine oh there's still things that need to be done and there's still objects that i tackle and there's still a routine yeah you know but i do have that time if it's even an hour or two hours where i can sit down and watch a movie or i can sit down and watch a game like a baseball game or something like that and it's like my 20s was a different kind of, it was a more of a finding who I was kind of situation and I think everybody kind of goes through that mm-hmm. in their 20s mm-hmm. you know you got to go through it quicker than we did because you got to find yourself I, being a mom you know what I think my 20s was really more just kind of I don't know what the fuck I'm doing I'm just <laughs> going to yeah. this is all trial by error and I'm just gonna play it out and see what the fuck happens and I think my early 30s was actually me finding myself. The aha moment? Yeah. That's cool. Because, For me, at least. Because, man, it's just like, once you get to that that point, you, you don't, you're having the aha moment and yeah. but you're just trying to well, survive. And for me personally, just for me, it was because I've, and, and I talked about, I've talked about this on our mental health episode. I had been dealing with a, some really bad depression issues mm-hmm. in my early twenties after or mid twenties, mid twenties when my daughter was little mm-hmm. that I wasn't getting taken care of. You know, mm-hmm. I, I hadn't been going to, a, a, you know, I wasn't in any kind of care. No care. No. So that was when I first started going to a doctor and getting on medication and going to therapy so that was what my mid to late 20s was, was taking care of that. So I was a fucking wreck, basically, my mid 20s. <laughs> so, so we like really kind of I was kind of, like because me and I was were, trying to heal yeah, in my mid to, to late 20s. Yeah, you're trying to heal. Yeah. And, and, but the cool part is, is that when you have your kid, you know, your first kid, your first one is pretty much your ride or die one. You oh, know, yeah. kind of thing. And she so, was with so, me through all of it. They grew up, you grew up with them. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And then, so the, y'all are like super close. And that's yeah. how me and Emma are. Like, yeah. we're super close. And I got Kaylee, whenever I met my wife, I got Kaylee, and she is the same age, and they're two months apart. And are they it, really only two months apart? I didn't realize they were apart. that close They're in two age. months apart, man. So wow. May, uh, March 22nd and, uh, and May 17th, no joke. That's the day before my birthday. Yeah, t- yep, that's right. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm the 20, February 20th, and you're May 18th. Yeah. And yeah, so it's like we're almost three months apart. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like that same dynamic. 
but they're both girls, so it's just, and I can tell you, man, like the first few years was just a pissing match with those two. <laughs> it's a hierarchy, pecking order, oh, pissing I'm sure match, it was. man. But, you know, after that, but once they got to about that five, six, seven, kind of five, six area, they started becoming like best buddies and playing yeah. together all the time and yeah. everything, and they come really became close as sisters. And, you know, that now they're very much so... When's Emma gonna be back? You know, from her mom's yeah. house. You know, it's like, hey, I'm, because Kaylee's there all the time. Because I'm dad. I've been dad since three three years old. Yeah. Because her dad, you know, left and he was, you know, hadn't seen her. Yeah, you know, kind yeah, of thing. I get that. We're we've been through that with my daughter's dad. Yeah, so. and you get it. And it's like, but my thing <laughs> is like, I, I'm just not. I mean, he came back and he left a couple times, and I'm just like, hey, man, dude, I've had to pick up the pieces of a broken heart of a little kid, and I ain't doing that again. Yeah. And it's like, you got to make a decision. It's like, are we going to do this or are you going to let me have it? And he made a decision to let me have it. And I'm like, hey, let's go. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm down. And me and her, she allows me to be goofy and weird mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And it was more kind of like the straight and narrow, you know, I'm a softball player, you know, yeah. sporty spice well, kind of thing. Kind of more serious. Kind of more serious. Very mature for her age. Very mature decision making for her age. Very much so. You know, uh, an empath, very intuitive about how you're mm-hmm. feeling, all that stuff. Like, she's very good about that stuff. And me and her relate a lot with sports and outdoors and all that yeah. stuff. But we, all, but we also get goofy together, too. And it's like, because I'm just, I'm strange, like, a little bit. Okay? <laughs> I can tell you that. Like, I am. I'm just goofy. I don't care what other people think. And that's the yeah. level. And I reach that level in my 30s. Like, I don't care what people think anymore of me. I I've gotten to that point now, fun. too. Yeah, I just don't care what people think. And, you know, I'm not about cloud. I'm not about any of that stuff. <clears throat> I just want to be me. But now in my late 30s, I find myself more that I seek peace more mm-hmm. than anything else. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I want to be out in a tree stand. Or I want to be out on the water by myself, like lone wolf kind of thing. And, like, yeah. recharge my batteries and clear my mind. And Instead and, of, like, out on the weekends with friends or something. Well, it's just one of those things. Like, I need I need to recharge and not have to worry about taking care of anybody else. Yeah, you know, kind of thing. Because because you do act- it so much. My activities. A lot of people like I. I'm very good at my activities, my hunting, my fishing, my stuff like that. And then when I bring people along, they just don't know as much as I do, so I have to help mm-hmm. a lot. But if I really want to enjoy myself by my, like I have to go by myself yeah. and do my thing by myself. Yeah. Which when you're out in the water on a boat in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of dangerous, you know, but it's like <laughs> when you're up in a tree at the ranch or at the leaks or something like that, it's not really that bad, yeah. you know, but out in the middle of the water, it kind of gets unforgiving out there, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, I got to check in with my wife, make sure that she's cool, you know, <laughs> say, hey, I'm alive, everything's fine. Oh, I've had one of those before, man, like coming back in from fishing with a guide and then my dad's going out in the afternoon. He's like, Hey, you want to keep fishing? And I jump on the boat with him and I don't have any cell service. Get back at dark. And my wife's like crying when I call her thinking I'm dead. Like I've had that before. And that was a learning lesson too. That was my earlier thirties when I was all about gung ho fishing. And I really wanted to, you know, I really wanted to get my name out there and now it's kind of there, you know, it's just, I don't need that anymore, but you know, now it's just like I can pull up to a spot, which I did a couple of months ago, and I hop out and I catch 41 fish in an hour and a half. And it's like that's what I did like two months ago, and that's just what I enjoy doing. And that cleans, that literally just cleans me out. Like, I'm like yeah. super cool, I'm super recharged with Kinda that. Kind of cleans your soul. 
it's a it's like a baptism for yeah. me. I mean, when I get in the water, it's like a baptism. And then you know when I'm like in a tree, I'm like twenty feet closer to God, and it's cool. Yeah, I, mean, like, I really enjoy it. And it's just you know it's serene. You're just kind of sitting out there watching everything unfold in front of you. Mm-hmm. Just you know pure nature, and it's untouched, and it's super nice. And it's like yeah. that's 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 my jam. But you know, I, I don't really can like the hierarchy of growth is different from everybody in their 20s to their 30s. Right. The hierarchy of growth is different because of life, what life, whatever life throws at you. you yeah. Know, it's like, I don't know what I would have done if I had, you know, a baby at 21 years old like you did. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd probably be, hopefully as mature as you are. You know, hopefully I don't think probably, I'm mature probably, at all, so I'm hey, not. thanks. Uh, like, I, <laughs> however old my kids are is how old I am, <laughs> like on the inside, because I just like to goof around. Man. Like, right? Like, and now they're getting all interested in boys, and I'm trying to convince them that boys are icky, you know, and kind of stuff like that. And then, you know, like, my, you know, my daughter, like, says she got a new boyfriend, never met him before, except for over text messages and, like, oh. pictures. And I'm like, he goes to a different school and everything like that. I'm like, he needs a haircut. You know, first of all, he needs a haircut. He's like, well, he likes to hunt fish. I was like, well, that's good, but he needs a haircut. And I was like, I'm like what kind of name is, you know, his name's Carson. I'm like, what kind of name is Carson? You know, and stuff like I'm just messing with her, you know. And it's part of a dad kind yeah. of thing. It's a ritual kind of thing. Um, my dad was the same way when I was in high school. And it's funny. You know? Yeah, I think it's funny. I think it's just kind of one of those things. It's just funny. I think it's really, so. really funny. But I did get to show my kids a lot of stuff. You know, yeah. it's like I really got to teach them a lot of stuff. And I got to you know like outdoors and now i get to teach their friends and then show them the outdoors mm-hmm. and stuff like that that they wouldn't really get to see because mm-hmm. it's kind of going away you know but I, I i found who i was and it was just more and i found what i like to do you know it's just like i like to be outside i like to do the outdoorsy stuff and yeah. everything like that and that's all and that's all i ever do and yeah. i'm happy with that but uh like what do you what do you think was the biggest kind of aha moment in your early thirties where you kind of found who you were and like, what was the light bulb moment for you? Like, cause I can, Oh man. Um, I don't know if there was ever really one specific moment. I think it was just kind of just a long journey kind of thing that I just over went time. over time, you yeah, know, I, time. because I will, I'll be completely honest for listeners out there. I gained a lot of weight mm-hmm. in that time period. And so I'm not, I'm not a little girl, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not a little a skinny girl, you know, and there was a long time where I was really, really self-conscious about my weight. And I was like, I need to lose weight. And I would do like boot camps and try to diet and all this. And it just wasn't working. And I'm not unhealthy. No, I'm just mm-hmm. a bigger girl. Yeah. You, you know, so way. I've, over time that journey has finally led me to the point where I'm at now where I'm comfortable in my own skin you mm-hmm. know I'm a bigger girl but I'm okay with that and that's what you know I need to preach like and that. you know things like that is was my kind of coming of age kind of thing I no, guess you could yeah. say you, like you know your aha moment was finding just being comfortable, myself comfortable in your own skin yeah because to be perfectly honest with you when I was like in high school and you know, all of that, you know, early, you know, late teens, early twenties, I was who everyone wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I was never really allowed to be myself, to be who I wanted to be. I was who everybody wanted me to be. Cause I'm very much a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm very, I'm terrified of confrontation. <laughs> I was terrified of confrontation um, too. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, I get really anxious if somebody, if I think that, you know, somebody's mad at me or, you know, going to judge me or whatever the case may be. So I would just do what everybody wanted me to do. And so I'm finally, you know, throughout my thirties, I finally have gotten to the point where I don't fucking care anymore. If you think it's weird that I'm a Harry Potter nerd, I don't fucking care. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. You know, I got three chocolate frogs (laughs) on the top of my, on the top of my refrigerator right now. Like I'm super cool with that. Like I told you, like I I enjoy weirdness. If you think it's weird that I'm, I, I find a different topic every couple months and learn everything I can about it almost to the point of obsession. And then I just move on to a new topic. I don't fucking care. Because that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious. I like to learn. I I do. I, I get obsessive over certain of, of what I'm learning, you know, to the point where I have to learn every little thing about it. And then I'll move on to the next topic. <laughs> but, you become an expert. Yeah. Once you become an expert and you can teach it, then you move yeah, on to the next exactly. one. I get so like I'm that like, too. you know, if somebody thinks that's weird, go fuck yourself. I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm finally at that point in my life where I, I like who I am. I'm comfortable in my own skin and I like who I am. So that's where my journey was, was my thirties, my uh, aha moment. Have you been to Universal in Orlando yet? Yes. We did it two summers ago. This is awesome. The Harry Potter world, yes, so cool, man. I'm telling you, in the wands, oh, I actually mine is in that bag right there. Yep, I'm telling you, I man. have Dumbledore's. We got, we go. I have the Elder one. Every other year, we <laughs> go, and it's super fun because I've got Kaylee, who is very much so a magical creature, like super <laughs> Harry Potter, super. Like now she's into Katniss Everdeen, like with the. Mockingjay stuff. Mm-hmm. That's who she's going as for Halloween. Oh, she's nice. got. I got her a bow and arrow. She's learning how to shoot it. Like she's super into it, you know. Nice. And, and then I got Emma, who's very rough and tumble. You know, a a outdoorsy girl, a softball catcher. Like I have like the two totally different dynamics. So when we go, it's they go hang out. My wife and Kaylee go hang out. Harry Potter worlds like most of the time and me and him we go ride roller coasters and yeah. then we'll go switch so that way Michelle can go ride roller coasters yeah. and I can go enjoy doing my weird stuff yeah <clears throat> because I enjoy my weird stuff yeah mm. and you know I'll get the cloak on I'll do all that stuff I'll try to I'll have Kaylee teach me the spells we'll do all that nice. we, we, go, we go into all the shops and everything yeah. I talk to everybody, and it's super fun. I mean, yeah. that was the whole reason that Troy and I started the podcast to begin with, was because, and oh my God, I can't believe we're doing this. <laughs> He's opening a beer with his teeth again, like I he did last such time. A, I'm such a, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Neanderthal knuckle dragger man. Um, I really am. But no, that was like part of the reason that Troy and I started this podcast to begin with, was because Troy and I are both self-admitted nerds, you know? Yeah. And this basically gave us an excuse to nerd out together. Yeah, and it's really, really fun. <laughs> it's super cool. You know? So, but, it, and Troy's 30 now. Yeah, he's, he's just now. entering his 30s. Yeah. So he's just getting to that stage where, he, and I don't know this for a fact, he's never told me, I'm assuming mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that he's just getting to that stage where he's comfortable with 
himself and, you know, not caring what other people think and all that. But I, it took me almost all of my 30s to get there. Yeah, almost all of your 30s to get there. It, it just seems like it's different for each person. And a lot of it stems from becoming a parent. Yeah. Like a lot of it yeah. does. <laughs> like because you're so f- focused on keeping something alive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like because you have to. Yes. You know, you legally have to. It's like I'm so focused on this that let me let me get my routines down. Let me get my schedule down because they need, the kids need mm-hmm. that and everything like that. And then all of a sudden you find who you are in the midst of all the chaos. Yeah. And it's because you don't have time to care about what other people think. Exactly. Like, like you, you have time exactly. to be who you are. And exactly. You, that's it, man. That's my entire thing is I don't, I've got so much going on in my life mm-hmm. that I, if I don't have the time to care that you think I'm weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, but in this day and age... Or you think I'm fat, or you don't think I'm pretty, or whatever the case may be. I don't have enough time to care. But in this day and age, all that stuff's <laughs> kind of going out the window, which is yeah. a great thing, you know? It's like, dude, weirdness is celebrated. Yeah. Right? I think, finally, like, I'm I'm cool again, yeah. you know? And it's like, and then as far as, like, the body shaving, that's going away. Yeah. Like, all the way going away. That's the good things, you know? It's and like, I've always been that kind of person that I've always wanted to stand out and be different you know be unique you know and i've always kind of tried to have you know push that onto my not i don't want to say push that onto my daughter but um, show her it's okay yeah yeah thank you i couldn't think of the right words show her that it was okay to do so to be who you want to be yeah I just you want, know, I just want my kids to know it's cool to be strange, man. Yeah, you know, like, that's it. Like, just be you. you know, yeah, because because the world needs a you. That's the thing. Yeah, whether you, whether you know it or not, the world really does need a you for some reason. It really does. Yeah, you know? and that's the cool part. It's like, you know, you can you never know how much you impact people. And the cool part about it is that I still get messages from like old co-workers where like their kids have you know come up to work and everything and i've really kind of taught them and mentored them and t- and told them kind of just little quips and tips and tricks and about how to do things and why you work hard and why you do this and why you build yourself and why you make things you know happen for you and why you do the best for you and then let everybody just watch you know because right. it, you lead by example kind right. of thing and then you know, just don't let anybody outwork you kind of thing. And I have people that will, years later, I got a message the other day. I mean, it was probably a couple of weeks ago that from mom that had a kid that worked there would say, hey, they still talk about you. And they still wow, talk about, awesome. they still talk about the lessons that you taught them and they carried that through their career or whatever they're doing. And they have prospered and they have been the leader in whatever position they were at and got promoted just because of what they've remembered that you've told them kind of thing. That's and awesome. that's a really cool, man. That's it's awesome. Like, you really never know the impact yeah. that you have. Yeah. And, you know, everybody nowadays wants to make an impact. And right. it's like, man, you're not going to make... It. It, right. And the hard part is, like, what people don't understand is that you're not going to make a huge impact right away. Like, you're right. really not. It's over time. Everything is a marathon. It's not a race. Be consistent constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, and just be the same person to everybody constantly, and you never know how it's going to turn up a decade later. Yeah, and who's going to be like, "Hey, thank you." Like I really yeah. appreciate that for you 
you give me this guiding kind of hand kind of thing. And it really set me up. Yeah. It curves their learning curve yeah. kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And it really helps them out. And you never, you take it for granted, you know, like, Hey, uh, this kid's going to, you know, in one ear and out the other, you know, kind of, their exactly. kid kind of thing. No, well, you'd be amazed at how many people really take it away from you. And it's like, even my daughter's friends, like I, uh, like her, her dad's just not around and stuff. And we went out, we did the ranch thing. We've done like all this stuff. And I was kind of, you know, like, you know, I'm the same kind of person to my daughter as I am to her friends, you know, yeah. same kind of, Hey, you know, we got these rules. And, but other than that, as long as you're following these rules, I'm cool. Y'all can do whatever you mm-hmm. want to, you know? And she sent me like a fundraiser and I supported her fundraiser, you know, let me take 50 bucks. But then she shoots me a text. Hey, thank you really, really very much. I appreciate it. And it's like, hey, man, just keep on doing good things and keep on doing the good things that keep you out of trouble. And, right. you know, I'll always support that and I'm proud of you. Yeah. you know, because that's one I, thing those kids ain't going to hear. Yeah. You know, is that I'm, I'm proud I of you. I was just about to say something similar to that because I am like that with a lot of my, kind of, my daughter's friends. Um, she, we joke about it all this. I joke with her about it. I'm like, you bring in strays. <laughs> kind of happens, yeah. You know? Um a lot of her, a lot of the friends that she, a lot of the close friends that she has, like the people that become her best friends, tend to come from homes that don't, that they tend to come from not the best homes. They mm-hmm. don't have great parent figures or, you know, don't have great, home, great, just great home lives in general, you know? And so I end up being like, and one of her best friends, Nate, Nathan, um, he used to spend the night all the time and my family had a horrible, they hated me. They're like, I can't believe you let a boy spend the night. I'm like, it, you would literally think I gave birth to this kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause if he you, respects if you, you that much. met him. Yeah. He respects you. and He loves you that much. <laughs> yeah. But the he thing- calls me mom. Yeah. He literally told me, he's like, I feel safe at your house. That's what they're looking you know? for. Though. They're looking exactly. for that peace and that exactly. structure. And it's like, because that's all kids and need is that yes. peace and that structure. man. Yes. And, and like all of it. her close friends call me mom or like think of me as like a second mom, you know, and they all like say like they say they feel safe here. And I don't, I've never actually asked them, but I think it's because I just accept them as who they are. You accept you them. Know? Who, you're not trying to push them for anything yeah. different. You accept them for who they are, but you have peace. And you I'm, bring I, peace. And I'm not super demanding or anything no. like that. Like their parents are, but or some of them that don't care. I do care. You know things like that. You know, I I guess I give them what they're needing. Yeah, it's just structure. <laughs> it's just here's the rules. Yeah. And, but other than that, have a good time. Exactly. It, it's super simple. So, you know, and once you once you get that as a parent and they follow the rules and they don't betray your respect, mm-hmm. it's super easy. Like, yeah. it's, it's it's easy to trust them and say, "Hey, look, you have my trust." And I tell them, "Like, you have my trust until you violate my trust, and then it's going to be hard to earn that back." Yeah. So it's like it's just better to not violate the trust. Exactly. And it's like just follow these rules, and exactly. then if you have a question on whether or not you can do this you can always ask me yeah and but you have to be prepared for the yes as well as the no yeah well you have to understand and that. normally when she has a like a new friend come over that's never like spent the night or anything i'll normally before i go to bed go in and be like okay look here's my rules you're welcome to anything in the kitchen mm-hmm. 
stay up as late as you want. Mm-hmm. Just keep the noise down and don't wake me up. That's it. That's all I'm asking. That's it. Don't go out. And don't clean sneak, up after and don't yourself. Don't sneak out of the house. Well, they can't now because I have an alarm. <laughs> That's my thing. Is like, I got the alarm because they snuck out. <laughs> they, my kids understand. They like, ain't sneaking out of the dang house. And like, dad's, they like, dad will come out in his underwear yeah, and I don't want to see I'm that. I'm like, I'm very simple. You know, do what you want. Be respectful. Clean up after yourself. And don't wake me up after I go to bed. That's it. It's super simple. And they love that. I like my sleep. Because they have their freedom. They have their food and water and drinks and stuff. And then they have their fun. But they also just have these little bit of rules that they can follow that's simple. It's like, oh, okay, well, she's not asking for perfection. She's not asking for all this. She's just asking for me to be me, you know, and enjoy myself. Like, what is Mm -hmm. that? That's what those kids that'll come from the harsher homes will gravitate to. Do you consider that like that quote unquote gentle parenting? You know, you know, I would say if they do you just consider that being a good parent? (laughs) I would say if they're like six years old, you could say that is gentle parenting because they're kind of young. Right. But if they're like 12, you know, to like stay at home by themselves age kind of thing. No. It's just normal stuff. You yeah. know, it's like, that's not gentle parenting. I just, mm-hmm. I don't like that term gentle parenting. Cause I don't know I what it means. Like, well, really okay, don't. let's look it up. So look we have up. like yeah. an official definition uh, since we're talking about yeah, it. I just don't even know what that means. It's like, because I don't really think that we grew up with gentle parenting, man. No, it's kind of a newer thing. It's a parenting, I can't speak, sorry. A parenting approach that encourages a partnership between you and your child to make choices based on an internal willingness instead of external pressures. Okay, so it's just giving them a choice. That's what it sounds like. It's working out, it's working through the choice together. Yeah, so it, and there was a question that says, does gentle parenting mean no discipline? And it says, gentle parenting is rooted in deep respect for children. It focuses on building connection, having empathy for what children are feeling, and mindful discipline with a focus on teaching and guiding and setting up age-appropriate boundaries and limits. Yeah, so you're just, you, you're you're what pretty much every parent wants to be, which is a coach. That's yeah. what you want. That's I just, what you I just really kid. don't like that term gentle parenting. Like, I, I, and I think it, I, I think like our parents' generation put a negative connotation on that term. They did because they grew up with fire and brimstone. Yeah. That's the thing. And right? then they raised us with, with we got we got spankings, we got we, grounded, we you know, blah, and blah. And stuff. they're like, we didn't need that when we were growing up. You didn't need it when you were growing up, you know. Yeah, exactly. Why are you being so such a sissy with your kid? Why are you being so easy on your kid? Well, and it's, it's like, just, I'm not being a, easy on my kid. I'm just being a fucking human. Yeah. So I'm not being easy. I just don't want to introduce violence. Yeah. That's the thing. I exactly. don't want to introduce violence to my kid. And I don't spank my kids. I don't whatsoever. I haven't since she was... I did when she was little, I don't want to say little, little, but like, you know, six, seven. I think mine stopped about six or seven. But I didn't do it often. No, it wasn't ever often. It was, it was very, very rare and I did not like doing it. No parent ever likes doing it. My parents never liked doing anything like that, but they thought it was necessary. But the the thing is they were a product of their raising. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's all it is. I learned really, really quickly with my daughter that it wasn't effective. No. She was that kind of kid. She's so She'd rebel against She's so strong willed. She would rebel against I don't want to say I don't want to use the word stubborn, but she's so strong willed (laughs) that she would she learned from a very young age if you put me in timeout, all I gotta do is sit here for a minute and then I can get up and do it again. Mm -hmm. If you spank me, 
it's just going to hurt for a second and then I can do it again. Yeah. She learned from a very young age that. So it wasn't effective. No. So I'm like, why am I going to continue doing it? So you have to adapt and overcome. Yeah. So I adapted to where I would take things away instead. Mm -hmm. You know, take a toy away that she really liked at a young age. And then when she got older, it was take the TV away. And when she got older than that, now it's take the phone away. Mm -hmm. You'd think she was dying when you take her phone away now. Oh, I know. I get that that too. I was like, hey man, I've taken the phone away. I've taken the TV away. Kaylee turned around and, you know, she's legally blind. And then we get that. You know, there's, there's... There's things you take into right. consideration as a parent, right? But outbursts, you got to learn to control your own outbursts. Right. So, so like turn around, like she's like turned around. We got TVs for their bedroom. I'm like, man, I had a TV in my bedroom, you know, whenever I yeah. was young, younger and stuff like that. No big deal. It's like a Amazon Fire TV, so they can watch their, you know, they can log into their stuff with parental right. controls, and they can do all their watch their shows and stuff like. Like Emma watches like Arrow, you know. Kaylee watches like. Does big time into Roblox and stuff. I was like, oh, I'll have at it. Not, I don't know anything about either one of those things, but that's cool. You know, no big deal. And it was like, but Kaylee turned around and got frustrated with like some of her friends or something like that and just like threw the remote and it hit the TV and broke the TV. Oh, no. Yeah, so that's a problem. But, yeah. you know, we got the TV on sales, like 200 and something dollars, you know, 280 bucks, you know, through Amazon. And it's like, hey, man, look, you're going to have to work. I mean, like, you're going to have to do chores, extra chores, and yeah. work and pay it off and everything like that. And dude, that happened in, like, I want to say August. And then like, she's finally getting it back at the end of October now. Wow. Yeah, like, mid-October now. Yeah. And she's been without. But the thing is, she's had to go without, but I guarantee you she ain't turning around and throwing stuff no more. Right. You know, so it's like, but it's like, but what, what would be better? Would it be better to, like, uh, she did that, turn around and spank her and buy her a new TV? Yeah. Or would it be better to let her go without for a couple of months and have her do extra chores exactly. on a daily consistently and work it off? Because she has to understand exactly. that like, this stuff take costs work. Like, it, it's not, it teaches them the consequences of their actions. Well, it also teaches them that, hey, you're going to have to do extra work to replace this thing. Because right. you're going to trade your time and your effort for this money. Right. And so it teaches them that, too. It's like, hey, man, if I want something or I got to replace something or I break something, you know, that's right. not mine or something like that. I have to work it off and do that. And it's like, do I really want to do that or do I want to take care of it? Right. And it's like, that's the message that you really want to convey. And you can't really convey that with a spanking. Exactly. Not, not that thing, you know. Exactly. And it's like, when they're younger, swats on the tush, whatever, you know, they, they kind of get it. But I don't want them to be afraid of me. No. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't want to be afraid exactly. of me. I don't want to be afraid of making a mistake. It's like, and you I don't learn. want I don't want my daughter to get to the point where she feels like she can't come to me Bingo. and talk to me about things. Because my okay, growing up, my grandmother is the one that mainly did the discipline mm-hmm. for us. My, um, our parents oh, really that, didn't uh, discipline us very much other than they might have grounded us, but when it came to like getting spanked or stuff like that, that was grandma. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So, my mom and I have always been very, very close. I've always been a mama's girl. My mom has always been one of my best friends. But even when I was a teenager, like, she... We had that open relationship where we could talk about a lot. But we still... There was still a barrier, you know? There was still yeah. a line that you, you hit and there were things that you didn't talk about with your mom. No. You know? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of things that we ain't But I don't want... That. 
that for my daughter. I want my daughter to be able to come to me if she has a concern, you know, or I, I'm not, I'm that kind of person. I don't believe there's any dumb questions. You want to be approachable. I want to be approachable. If you have a question, you know, and I've always told her, you know, if you, if you need to tell me something or, you know, whatever the case may be, you're not going to get in trouble because you told me you might get in trouble for the consequences of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you're not getting in trouble. But you're not going to get in me. trouble for coming to me. No. You know, I want you to be able to come talk to me. And so, and we've, and we, thankfully I've been successful at that. You know, mm-hmm. she's always been able to come talk to me, even about things that are very, very personal that I would not have even gone to my mother on. And so I have been successful in that with my daughter. And so that's another reason that I never really wanted to continue that physical discipline Mm -mm. because I didn't want to get that barrier to where she felt like she couldn't speak to me. You just want to be a coach. You know, you need to be a coach. Yeah. And that's what I tell my kids is like, I'm not here to be a prison guard. I'm not here to make this a prison. I'm not here to make this prison guard. This is, I view a house as a functional place to live because I am gone all the time. Every weekend I'm outside and I'm gone somewhere outside all the time and my house is a functional place to live. My wife completely views our house as something different. It's her like (laughs) humble abode. Okay. And she is very much so, this is my castle. I want my castle to be awesome. I I, want to be in my castle. I think that's how I feel too because I'm always home. Yeah. So she's a homebody. (laughs) I'm I'm not that way. I'm a homebody. And she's like, you are the most goingest person I have ever met. In my life, I'm like, there's just too much to see out there, man. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm never going to see it on the couch. So that's my philosophy. See, I want to be that kind of person. I'm just too broke to be able to be that kind of person. (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, hey, I... You know, but the, my stuff is just, I, I, we've been blessed to have the opportunity to do teasing. that. You know? I'm so just it's teasing. I'm just teasing you. It's like, I've always had the ranch, you know, kind of yeah. thing where I can see that yeah. stuff. And now it's like, we've got, you know, my parents have a house, a uh, bay house in Corpus. And, you know, Fred bought a boat, like a couple boats. And it's like, okay, cool. We can go do that. And then it's like, yay. And then now we got a deer lease. And it's like, let's go check that out too. Cause it's a different country. You know, it's just that stuff. I just. Try to take it, but it allows me to be a coach with my kids as well doing that stuff. And we can relate because my kids are very interested in that stuff right now. Right. At 12 years old, they're very interested in all of my stuff now. And it's kind of like that. I had that same transition when I was 12 with my father. And it's like, you boys really gravitate towards their moms whenever they're younger kind of thing. And then they kind of go on to about 11 or 12 dad takes over and they has got to show him how to be a man because nobody's going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. And whenever you're a man and you turn 18, you get out in the world and you start supporting yourself and everything like that. You're, you're it like, that's it. And, and the father really has to show you how to do that. Or a father figure really needs to teach you how to do that. Otherwise right. you're going to be a step behind. Right. And so my girls are now into that. Hey dad, you know, can we really learn what you do? And I'm like, sure. let Let's learn what I do. Yeah. And I was like, but that's a cool thing for me too. I was just about to say, it makes you feel good, doesn't it? It does make <laughs> me feel good. But the thing is, it's like, but I have that, but I'm, I'm hitting that level of dad life to where it's mm-hmm. like, I'm setting that example. 
to yeah. where I'm not going to have to weed out these dudes that come into their lives. Exactly. They're going to weed out these dudes. Exactly. And it's like, dude. They're like, going to hold them to a standard that you to set. A, to a standard that I set. Exactly. And it's like, oh, man, you don't you do not do this. You don't do this. We don't do this. Like, you don't do this. Like, dude, pass. Like, exactly. Like, and it's like, oh, because I'm like the number one important male relationship in their lives. Yes. Period. I'm it. And yes. it's like. And I have to set that bar so high to where it's like, like fuck you, man. You don't even hold a candle to my dad. Peace out, man. Like, <laughs> that's that's what I'm yeah. looking. That's what I'm looking at right yeah. now. And we're getting there. Like Emma, don't even entertain anybody that doesn't hunt and fish because that's what she likes to do. <laughs> like she don't even entertain that's nobody. Awesome. And I'm like, well, that's cool. I mean, I was like, I cannot. I'm like, honey, if you like somebody and he's nice and every, and he treats you nice and everything's cool, like I can always teach him. It's like. Nah, dad. It's like, he needs to be able to keep up. I'm like, hi, <laughs> like, right, man. Like, whatever you want. And I told him whenever they were young, I was like, look, I, I got to have somebody who's at least interested, okay? Because I don't have a boy. And if you're going to bring me a boy, okay, I need somebody that I can hunt and fish with, okay? Because, I mean, I love y'all and I can hunt and fish with y'all, but I need somebody that I can have a glass of whiskey with and I can hunt and fish with, okay? And sit there and have a cigar with, like, later on in life. That's what I need because I'm the only boy around this place, okay? Like, I, there is, there is, I swim in the estrogen ocean every day. Like, when the dog, the dog was female whenever she was here. And it's like, it was all girls in my house. So, it's like, I'm it. And, and I get that and I understand why. It's because... I, I'm enough. I'm enough boy for all of it. I'm like 100. percent Like you know, God was like, "Hey man, you're a little wild and crazy. I'm not gonna do that one again." Like that's what, that, that was ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, nah. I'm like, let me get you some girls to slow you down a bit. And I'm like, that's cool, man. But I just, you know, it, it's growing up. You know, in my 30s, it's more along the lines. Of, I, I don't want to conquer anything anymore. Like as far, I mean, I want to compete. I'm only at work. Like you know sales and stuff like that like i really want to compete but as far as like conquering everything else i just want to teach i've, yeah. I've done i've done everything that i kind of want to do and then say i just want now now i do want to chew new do new experiences like you know i'm getting more into that travel kind of thing where my, my my wife wants to go to greece and i'm like i don't want to sit on a plane for 10 hours you know 10 12 hours you know cramped up because i'm a big dude i know yeah, I, I there's so many like other that. places i want to go but i don't like to fly That's so i'm thing, like man. i don't know if i can yeah but it, but i do want to do like a road trip i want to go to like yeah. yellowstone i want to go yeah. to yeah i don't even really know if i want like can go. we just drive around our country and that's first? that's what my parents just got done doing like yeah. they just got done on a three like a two and a half week road trip and they yeah. went to like they started in paladero canyon went over to sedona arizona uh, went to the Grand Canyon, went to Vegas, went to Yosemite National Park up there in, Cal- in California, went to San Francisco, went to the Black Sands beaches up there, went to the Redwoods, went to the Oregon coast, went up to Seattle, like up in there in Seattle and Washington, went to Leavenworth, Washington to do the Oktoberfest and then came back down through Montana, Wyoming, uh, Yellowstone, went down to Boulder, stayed there for a couple of days and then came back down. They had a good time. It's like, that's me, man. Like, yeah. that's what I want to check out. But... And see, that's kind of why, that's one one reason I'm kind of glad I did have a child so young and I didn't have any more after her. Yeah, because like you. <laughs> because you... once she is 18, I can legally just leave her here and go. Yeah. You... <laughs> 
Yeah. I can go travel. Technically, you're still you gonna be a little I mean? bit worried. <laughs> well, little yeah, bit, but I mean, I said legally. Legally, you can legally do you know? it. You're mentally, you're gonna be like, like what are you I doing? Can, <laughs> because that was like my whole thing. Like people have asked me, like, why didn't you ever try to, you know, want to have more kids? Like, and you never, you know, meet somebody and having more kids when she was, you know, blah blah blah. And I'm like, I'm done. I had mine. I'm in my 30s, you know. Yeah. She's going to be 18 by the time I'm 40, yeah. 19, yeah. you know. So yeah. when I'm in my 40s, I can just go have fun. You, can, you, you, you know, can I can go travel. I can do what I want to do now. Yeah, it's kind of like you're retired. Yeah. Kind of thing from being a, a pa- a, yeah. not a parent, like, but from raising children. Exactly. You've, exactly. you've retired from raising children. Exactly. Now you're just helping your grown children exactly. navigate life. Exactly. Kind of thing. And it's like, that's what I want to do too. And I want to be at that point. And it's like, I just don't know if my wife is ready for this because I will be going and you're going to be riding with me and we're going to be doing stuff. Like, <laughs> seriously, man. And it's like, you know, I'm the guy that we went to Cabo, right? When we were younger in our you know, relationship and like first couple of years of our relationship, we went to Cabo. She's like sitting on the beach, you know, on like Pelican Beach. You take a water taxi over. It's cool. They got rock formations. It's fun by the arch and stuff. And I get over on this beach. They've got a snorkel gear rental for like 10 bucks. And they've got $2 Pacificos ice cold. And they got a cooler full of them. <laughs> I'm like, um, let me tell you something. Let me get $10 right here for the snorkel gear, $10 for her snorkel gear, and I'm going to give you a 20 and you keep them Pacificos coming. Okay, let's do this. I'm on vacation. And then, man, I have like four Pacificos. I'm feeling real good about myself. I swim out to the rock formation that's like goes up 15, 20 feet. And I climb up with the local boys and start jumping off of this thing. I'm that guy, right? And I'm still going to be that guy in my 40s when my kids are gone. I say, what's dad doing? They're like, oh, you know, this almost gave me a heart attack again because he was right? jumping off of stuff. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, that's dad. Like, it's, yeah, it's, no. it's just going to be. But then I get to travel with my kids and show them stuff. And, like, I'm cool with that. But... There's so much things that I want to see in the and do in the states. Mm-hmm. That I really don't want to travel too much, like mm-hmm. abroad just yet. Maybe when I retire, we can like start traveling and doing like a couple of weeks, three weeks in Europe or something like that. Yeah. And that's that time. But when I'm young enough and I'm still really mobile and active and all that stuff, I really want to go do like all of the it did not like you know I want to go to Alaska. I want to go do all mm-hmm. of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like I want to be here. You know we're all the laws are the same, and everybody kind of dresses kind of the same, and everybody speaks the same language that I do and stuff like that, and I don't really have to navigate too much and be right. out of sorts, you right. know? Because, wait, what's going to happen if I go over to, to Europe? I'm going to be the biggest dude everywhere, <laughs> you know? I'm like 6'5", 295 pounds, man. I'm going to be the biggest dude everywhere. It's like, oh, that's a big gringo, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, are you American? It's like, dude, I got cargo shorts and flip flops. What do you think? Of course, right? I'm American, exactly. man. Exactly. Like, I'm not wearing skinny jeans and like, you know, like leather everything. I'm like, no, I'm not. But uh, you know, but I want to go to Spain. I want to go to Greece. I want to go to Italy and you know, get smashed off of wine and drink and eat some good food and you know, watch you know, 
soccer. You know, I want to be a soccer hooligan. I do. I want to go get hammered at a bar. Isn't it football that. over there? That's football. <laughs> yeah, football. You know, but like before I do that, I want to go to Boston. And I've never right, been to Boston. Exactly. I want to do that. You know, I want to go see Salem. You know, I want to go yeah. to Boston. I want to do the history stuff. And I want to go to Fenway Park and check that out. You yeah. know, then I want to go get in a bar fight, you know, with some Irish people. You know, I want to do that. <laughs> well, you know? I don't want to get in a bar fight. I do. One time. I, I, I know what you mean. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, I want to do that. You know, I want to do that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, exactly. I, still got, I still got one good mosh pit, and I still got one good mosh pit and one good bar fight left in me. I'm telling you, I got one. Oh, I um, love concerts. Yeah, and it's like you'll see like music festivals and concerts and travel to see people, you know, and like make it a destination kind of thing. Like if you your favorite artist is playing here, cool man, go drive or fly to go yeah. see him, and then check out the rest of the wherever you're at. In the meantime, yeah, I'm like yeah, just go to a really cool spot and do it. Yeah, I'm like yeah, like go see. Yeah, go. we were we were planning on going to probably New Orleans next summer. That'd be me fun, and my man. daughter and Maddie. Oh, dude. So um, cool. For like a week, so cool. and but then we found out, you know, they love Taylor Swift, oh, and we go. did the Taylor Swift concert in April here. Yeah. Well, then we found out she's doing another U.S. leg cool. of the tour next summer fall, and the closest one to Houston was New Orleans. Do it. Well, I entered the the lottery to oh, try to get God. in to buy tickets. Didn't get in. But uh, I was like, if we can get in to buy tickets, I'll buy tickets to the New Orleans show, and we can go in October instead of in the summer, and yeah. we can plan our trip around that concert. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And there's so much cool stuff. So, like, there's so much history in New Orleans. Oh, I know. There's so much good food in New Orleans. I know. We and, went over spring break, me, my daughter, and an, another person that she used to be friends with her that she cut off contact with her because she's toxic. Um, happens. But... We went over spring break for like three or four days, and there was so much we wanted to do, but the friend that she brought was just the worst person to take on a trip and basically ruin the trip. Yeah, too and, many too many contingencies, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So we weren't really able to enjoy it like we wanted, so we're wanting to go back yeah, and, then and redo do it, it right this time. You know, it's like, and you bring Maddie and that would be fun because, man, and like, when Maddie you a, even said, she was like, you should have take, taken me the first time to uh, begin with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, you go around, like, but even you get to the French Quarter and you stay there and that would be super cool. And then you go to, uh, like, the square, you know, yeah. kind of over there and you see all the artists doing yeah, all that exactly. stuff. Yeah, exactly. You go to the gumbo shop and get, and, and they're both artists, up. too. Maddie yeah. and Kenna both are and both artists, perfect. so it'd be great for that. And I'm into, like, the whole, like, I want to go to like the cemetery tours and like the voodoo Ghost stuff, stuff. Yeah, and like man. I'm into all of that. Oh yeah. So dude. I mean, if you can't tell by like all the skulls that I have in my freaking house, I don't know if you noticed them when you came uh, in. No, yeah, no, I noticed. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. It's, like, so, dude, I, I mean, it's super cool culture, you know. It's like yeah. you get into all that Creole kind of culture, and it's yeah. fun. See, we just like we go to New Orleans and stuff in New Orleans on the way to Venice, and we go fish in Venice, like south of New Orleans, down yeah. the mouth of the Mississippi, and we go catch redfish so like my your entire thing is around like the experience and like the art and the culture and all that yeah. stuff that is a bonus for me because i play my <laughs> stuff around the outdoor stuff so it's like like i like like okay man where can we fish this is right know, where we at exactly that you know, kind of thing but <clears throat> and it's just like i'm sorry it's just one of those things that you know but i want to go see like but my thing is like i'm really into the history of Okay, so another thing when you get into your 30s as a male, okay, there's 
there's a couple things that you there's one or one if you're gonna other. say the roman empire no no okay because that. that was like this whole thing on tiktok that i was it's seeing like and i did things. not understand it at you all super into barbecue like smoking meat okay <laughs> it's weird i don't know or you get super into world war ii history for some reason i don't okay. know it's a thing like okay. it, it really is a thing i'll accept that it's a funny kind of joke i'm just really true. into history too to begin uh, with. i just enjoy history yeah but, my thing is, I want, I like the Wild West, like Native American frontier mm-hmm. history. Like, they, mm-hmm. like, I really enjoyed, like, 1883, 1923, like, you know, like the Louisiana Purchase, yeah. like, Lewis and Clark stuff. I really enjoyed all that stuff, like, exploring the West, like, the Mount, like, the mountains call my name. Like, that's, like, my other favorite place on this planet mm-hmm. is Colorado, Rocky Mountains, like, all that stuff. Montana, Utah would be one of some of my favorite spots. I got a buddy that lives in Idaho, you know, Wyoming. Like, that would be, like, that's that's my jam. And, uh, like, I love, like, New Mexico, southern, like, northern New Mexico. Like, that's, that's my stuff. Like, you know, this, the Oregon Trail kind of type stuff, like, that's, that's really my jam. And that's what I relate to because it's just, like, it's more of that lone wolf mentality, like by yourself, making it blazing a trail, you know, kind of doing your things, you know, surviving, but you're going to an end goal of, you know, I'm going to be this guy here and I'm going to, you know, not the gold rush kind of thing, but like, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to make blazing my own path and building my own life right. kind of thing. And that's what kind of makes, makes me happy. But I also like the native American history because I think a lot of that stuff is forgotten. Um, especially in today's age is um the native americans were super in tune with everything and i really miss that part of the culture of this country and it's mm-hmm. like how how much we could learn from the native americans versus what we are now yeah because we've talked about that in the technology part and everything like that but it's just like you know just that growing up and i'm really looking forward to who i'm going to be in my 40s like i have yeah. no idea who that's going to be yeah you know but it, I know it's going to be kind I'm, of the same guy. I'm looking forward to the career side of it in my 40s. I mean, I know you're you're in a family business, mm-hmm. so your career is pretty much kind of it's there. set. It's, it's set, you but know? It's like it can always be gained upon yeah. kind of thing. It can always but, be expanded. But, you know, in business, I'm just like, you know, business is just, I'm competing. It's like I have to be steadfast. I have to know my worth. I have to know my value. And I have to defend my worth. And I have to defend mm-hmm. my value. So it's like... That's the difference between 20s and 30s. You're trying to please everybody in your 20s while you're finding who you are. And then you're defending your values and staying firm in who you are in your 30s. Right. That's the, that's the growth. Like, yeah. Honestly, that's where I see where the growth come from. And you're also entry level into your position in your life and your parenting. And then experience senior level yes. into your career yes. and your parenting in your life like yeah. you're reaching that and just imagine who you're going to be in your 40s and your 50s and it's like that's why our parents are so like chill and cool and calm because they went through everything and they're just trying to find some peace yeah that's it and they're just trying to enjoy their life because they've been through it all mm-hmm. like but that's why you have kids when you're young. I don't understand these people that have kids in their 50s. That is crazy. Like, I am not. <laughs> like, y'all, y'all are nuts, bro. No. Like, me and my wife had that discussion. Like, kind of like you had the discussion. Like, people ask you, like, why didn't you have another one kind of thing? Mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff. And we had that discussion. We, did we want to have one of our own? And it was kind of like when I was about 30, 31. And I'm like, man, I'm weighing it. Like, do we, do we have another one? 
we start over when the kids are like exactly the, you're five, basically six. starting all over I'm yeah, like, do we mm-mm. start over when we're like five six kind of thing or do we take this opportunity to get, invest all of our time our energy and our resources to these two mm-hmm. and give them a life that we only could have dreamed of right and that's what we did yeah and, and honestly i don't have any regrets don't, on my deathbed will i have a regret of not having my own child with my wife, it's a possibility. Yeah. Could I see it? Sure. But will I regret anything of my life, like of that I've done with my children in my life? No. I don't regret what? not having another child, and I don't think I ever will. There's another beer with this tea. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Edit. But yeah. I do occasionally get a little sad that my daughter will never experience the feeling of having having a sibling like we did because and you you understand because you have two siblings like I do there's just a different level of a relationship with a sibling than someone else than a best friend or anything you know like and I and Troy and I actually had this conversation when we had our conversational episode um on the show The, the the way that I explained it was and and this has actually happened, you know, my sister and I have had gone through periods where we didn't like each other. <laughs> we loved each other, but we didn't like each other. You know, we didn't want to even talk to each other at times. But I guarantee you, if there was someone that was going up against my sister, I would be behind her 100% her biggest defender. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the fact that I didn't like her at the time. <laughs> You know, you're going to have differences. And, personal and that was kind of the way that I explained it to my brother was like, that's the level, that's the different level of sibling, how, you know, relationship of a sibling. How far apart are you and Tracy? About three and a half years apart. Three and a half years apart. Yeah. How far are you and Troy? Seven. Seven. God, your parents went 10 years between Tracy and De- Troy. We, that's, we that's try to tell crazy. Troy that he was an accident. Oh, I, I tell Weston uh, all the time that he was, and we know that he was. My mom, cool. my mom swears up and down that he wasn't. My mom swears up and down that it took seven years or six years to convince my dad to try for another child because he wanted a boy so bad. Yeah. And he already had two girls that he was scared they were going to have another girl. Mm-hmm. And she swears up and down that it took six years to talk him into trying to have another child. But I'm like, no, nah, he was an accident, Mom. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weston was a total birth control antibiotic, baby. Man. Total that way. That's, 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 so, that's Weston. But, you know, I'm glad that but, I have my siblings. But the thing is, I'm the oldest. oldest. So it's see, like, I'm the middle. You're the middle. I you're am like the forgotten about one. Textbook yeah. definition of middle child syndrome. Text, yeah. So, like, <laughs> I'm the oldest. So I was a test kid. You yeah. Know, Sam's like the middle. And then Weston's baby. You know, yeah. So it's like, it's cool. And, but me and Weston are super close. And then yeah. now me, Weston, and Sam are all starting to, like, really, really, mm-hmm. over the past, like, three years have gotten really close. I'm actually officiating Sam's wedding. Oh, wow. In, like, June. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I'm like, that was the dumbest thing you could have <laughs> ever asked of me at all. Because let me tell you something. I am going complete Princess Bride dressing up like the Pope dude. You know, and, I've never seen that movie. Oh, you gotta watch that movie. It's so <laughs> awesome. And I'm gonna be sitting there, marriage is what brings us together today. <laughs> and it's gonna be so awesome, man. And, you know, and then like, 
you know, it's just my sister's wedding, yeah. right? So what do you do yeah. at the end of the wedding? It's like, uh, okay, well, uh, uh, by the power vested in me by uh, the state of Texas and you can do weddings.com, that I now <laughs> pronounce you man and wife, you may kiss my sister. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. That's what I'm probably going to do. And yeah. so it's going to be funny. I'm, I want to make it sure that it's memorable, it's funny, but... I have to have that seriousness about it because it's a serious thing. Right. But I have to balance it with who I am because it's like, man, I, but you know what? I really enjoy like the opportunity. Like I really feel mm-hmm. proud and, and appreciative and privileged to do that. Yeah. So, and I was my brother's best man. Yeah. And that was fun. And did this I was a bridesmaid party. at Troy's wedding. Yeah. That, and Yeah, of course. And, um, that, what about Tracy's? I was maid of honor. Maid of honor. That's cool. Tracy's. Yeah. Aaron. Bridesmaid. Bridesmaid. Aaron. Uh, and I'll, I will be a bridesmaid in Pam's wedding. Be will be a bridesmaid in Pam's wedding. And yeah. Then they're G- getting married next October. Jerry and Justin. Twenty twenty four. They no. Jerry and I weren't close when they got married. Okay, they won't. Because okay. they got married when they were like nineteen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They were. So young. I was That's young. Right. I was yeah, in high school young. when they got married. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were just in high school yeah. kind of thing that you, you yeah. got married. Yeah, because they because they had they had their son William, and then they got married six months later. Yeah, and just Justin's how much older than Tracy? He was he was born in nineteen eighty, so he's two years older. God, he's old. He's forty three. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's old. Oh, is Jerry the same age? Jerry's the same age as Tracy. It's Tracy, but. I know it's late, so it's like 9.30, 9.40 right now, so I know it's late. I'm surprised I haven't got a call from my wife yet, but I told her I was going to be a little bit late, so it's okay. Yeah. But, no, the conversational piece was really, really fun today, so I'm really glad we did this. Yeah. I really was looking forward to the, the, the serial killers that we were going to do. We will still do, do the do serial killers. Yeah, fun. Um, I will I will have you back to do yeah. the serial killer Just episode. Um, true crime is always a big It's a big, big thing. It's show for podcasts so for podcast, man. we'll we'll right. definitely do that another another time um i'm sure that troy will end up probably taking a little bit of a break from the show in late december early january because that's when the baby is coming yeah baby's coming so i'll probably have like a couple different guests for a couple episodes yeah, and let him take a help. break so maybe we can do it then. That's cool. Yeah, if you need some you help, know? just holler at me. So, yeah, I'm cool. um, but right down the street. I appreciate you coming on tonight. Yeah, I had fun. I, I always great. have fun at these. I really um, do, and I really enjoy hanging yeah. out with you. Yeah, I always yeah. have fun doing this stuff. It's just, it's a very good um, learning experience, and and we don't really ever get to talk like this. And this was a really fun one. Yeah, so we just get to yeah. really just open up and talk to each yeah. other. I'm sorry if I. I talk a lot, and I'm really sorry. Eh, it, like it, it happens, man. So, but you can, you'll learn to shut me down. So it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's cool. it's but guys, next episode though, we are going to have another guest, another cousin on. Uh, Justin is actually going to be joining me and Troy on the next episode. Nice. Justin actually told, asked me and Troy to do this specific topic because he wanted to do it. <laughs> Whoa! I'm super interested in this one. Supernatural creatures. That's so, so like cool. cryptozoology. Yeah, that's gonna be so, so cool. Justin wanted to do it, so he approached me and Troy about doing this topic. And we're not talking like your run of the mill Bigfoot or Loch Ness monster. No, you're talking you know, about we're like talking skin like walkers and all kinds of stuff like that. Crazy kind uh, of supernatural yeah. creatures. Like, and it was so funny because Justin and I were texting one day about a week ago because I was texting him, making sure that he still wanted to do it, and he was like totally like i'm still totally down for it and i was like okay cool and i was like so and i told him i was like i don't want to do like your 
typical like Bigfoot or Yeti or yeah, whatever. Man, and he no. was like, oh, no, no. He's like, I've got so many ideas. And he starts listing off a bunch of different kinds. And one of them that he listed, I was like, isn't that like the same as this thing? And I listed like a, a different name for it. And I was like, I think that this that's the same kind of thing as this. And he was like, yeah, that's another name for it. And I was like, oh, my God, we are the biggest nerds ever. What was it? <laughs> I don't remember the name that he called it, but what I know it as is a tulpa. Okay. It's basically, um, let me actually just read it just as a preview for next week, guys. There you go. Um, it's a supernatural creature that can be created by more than one person concentrating on a one thing while looking at a Tibetan Tibetan spirit sigil. That's cool. Yeah. That sounds really fun. So he was like, yeah, that's another word for it. And I was like, oh my God, we're such nerds. Dude, you're going to have to watch the Mothman <laughs> prophecies and all kinds of stuff. It's going to so, be super cool. It was really funny. Yeah, that's like, fun. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, I'm sure Troy will get some info that he's never had before. Because oh, this dude, is yeah. going to be a topic that me and Justin are going to oh, totally, yeah, geek, out totally on. geek out on. So and it's like, see, I could not do that because I'd be sitting there like, I'm Batman. You know, like the whole... <laughs> So, but that should be out in a couple weeks guys so stay tuned for that one and we will see you next time so bye guys have a good night